Hi, and welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name's Jenny Sandaparatna. Grab your favorite drink and a snack, and we will get started. Today, I have decaffeinated, I know, decaffeinated Earl Grey. It's actually quite yummy. I don't know, kind of weird, but that's okay. And I have some store-bought banana bread. Not as good as homemade banana bread, but you know what? This week does not call for anything homemade. So, (laughs) let's get real. So, As I've said in the past, I live in a, what we call in the United States, a trailer court or mobile home community, whatever you want to call it. Um, If you're not from the United States, you may not really understand what they are. Or if you live in the United States, you may not fully understand what they are unless you live in one. And then woot woot, we're community. Let's do this. (laughs) So a bunch of long houses right next to one another. And I live in a beautiful community. It really is um, lovely. Most of my neighbors are retired. They are just wonderful people. There are not many kids around here, but we just, we've been here for 21 years. And I absolutely love our neighborhood. It is just um, a fun place to be. Maybe not for my daughter, but it's fun for me. (laughs) And we have... Um, a neighborhood that is full of gorgeous, huge trees that have been here long before we were here. Um, We actually have no trees in our yard, which is very bizarre for a tree, like a fully treed neighborhood. We have no trees in our yard. Our tree died years and years ago and they took it out. It was a teeny tiny little plum tree. But so we have no trees and every year I'm like, let's plant a tree and then we never do. You know, if I would have planted a tree that first year, think of how big it would be. And so we just, um, our community was privately owned by a family for years and years, and they just sold it to a corporate company. And this corporate company has come in and started taking down trees. Now, I have no idea why these trees are coming down. I don't, maybe they're diseased. I don't think so. Maybe they're just in inconvenient places, but they are bringing trees down that are huge. These are just ginormous. I know that's maybe not the best word, but they're huge trees. And when they take a branch off, it's the size of my house. Like it's as tall as my house. It is crazy these how big these trees are. And last night they came and they were, it's this big company that comes in and they have all these workers doing all these things. And they, they went to this huge tree that, I mean, I was like, it, it was one of the biggest in the area, in my opinion. And within five minutes, the entire tree was down. Like they had snip, 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 and it is gone. It's in the truck and they're driving away with this huge tree. And it really got me thinking, like, I'm really weird. Like, you really shouldn't be, like, watching something beautiful being destroyed and, like, start thinking about yourself and, like, things. But I did. Okay. (laughs) So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking how often in life that we build and we build and we build. And, you know, this tree, I mean, I've been here for 21 years, so it's at least 21 years in the making, if not much longer, because I don't know when it was planted. But it's over 21 years old, and in a matter of five minutes, there's nothing left, except for the roots. Like, that's it. And how often we build things in our lives that can be destroyed in a minute. And 
you know, their decisions can be made, someone else can step in and things are just destroyed. And it really was a sobering moment for me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow. And then I had that still small voice. You know how you're sitting there and you're contemplating how the world's ending? (laughs) Okay, that was just where I was. I love trees, so it's really sad for me when a tree comes down. But, you know, you're contemplating that the world is ending and instead God plants something else. And so I started thinking about one of the chapters in my book, um, Unnamed Zookeepers. One of my favorite people um, to preach on is the lady with the issue of blood. She was, um, so if you go into the Gospels, she's in three of the Gospels. And they talk about her miracle with Jesus and that she spent 12 years struggling with an issue of blood. And we don't know what that issue was. We have no idea. I mean, there's a lot of like, when you Google it, you can go down like they're like, oh, it must have been this. And And I was like, okay, I really don't care what it was. I mean, I think she did, but I don't know that she knew what it was. And she went to doctor after doctor and her money was depleted. And she was an outcast and she lived her 12 years of her life being an outcast. And one moment of touching Jesus's hem changed everything. And I really felt like that was what God was saying with me with the tree. I was like 21 years of this beautiful tree and in an instant it's gone. And I can do that in your life, Jenny. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I so often I'm like, I'm a promise. I'm a possibility. You know that not necessarily that God can do something in an instant. It's a process. You know, practice makes perfect. We in our house say practice makes progress. You know, and of course that is part of life. Like you don't pick up the piano and like that day, all of a sudden you're Mozart. Like that just doesn't work. It is a daily in and out process. And so it was very, and I, that's kind of what I've been thinking a lot about is how like you just make a small step in the, in the pro, in the world, like one step at a time and you can't do a whole lot. And then I watched the tree come down and God was like, I can do it in an instant if you just give it to me. And I was like, oh, wow, who needs to hear that? I know I needed to hear that. I needed to know that sometimes it is a process. Sometimes, you know, things that you're struggling with in relationships and finances, it is a step-by-step process. It is something that you have to do the hard work. And sometimes God steps in and can change everything in just an instant. I don't know who needs that today. I don't know who needs to know that you're on the journey and it can be a process and don't give up. Keep going. And I don't know who needs to say, you know what? I need to trust and I need to touch I need to touch the hem. I need to go and touch the cloak of Jesus and have him touch me today and change everything. I hope that as you're listening to this very short podcast this week, that you know that you can reach out and touch the hem of Jesus's garment. I know that seems really bizarre because there's no like physical garment. Like I'm, you know, (laughs) 
When I was a kid, they had like a lot of evangelists on TV that were like, well, for $15.99, we'll send you this anointed cloth and then you're going to be healed. And um, since I was not a very healthy young lady, that was something I was always like, oh, should I send for that? So there's no physical garment here that I'm talking about. It is taking that moment in your day and spending it with God. And saying, God, I'm going to give you this moment. I don't know what that looks like. You know, I don't, um, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to do this. I just know that I need you. And I need you in this circumstance. Um, whatever that circumstance is. You know, you don't have to have any fancy words. There are no formulas. Um, there are no things you have to do. It is just taking a minute or two of your day and going, Lord, do you see this mess that I've been dealing with for 21 years? Do you see the sickness that I've been dealing with for 12? Do you see this relationship that looks, seems hopeless? I need you. I am going to reach out to you because I need you to come in and change this. And I hope as you do that, and I know as you do that, the Lord will reach down and meet you where you are. Sometimes it's a process, right? And that is really hard because your finances don't always change overnight. You know, I have never won the lottery. Well, that's because I don't play the lottery. <laughs> I, you know, I don't gamble. That's just not who I am because I would lose every penny I have because I'm very compulsive. So I don't even start. So I'm never going to win the lottery. Like that's not how my finances are going to change. My finances are going to change with one spending habit at a time, with one um, thing that I'm putting aside and saying, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to work a little bit harder over here and then I can have that. You know, I'm going to making wise decisions as how my finances are going to change. But that doesn't mean that God can't do a miracle and can't step in and make changes because we've seen that in our lives this year. We've seen that God can come in and send a check in the mail that you were not expecting and that you're like, Lord, this is exactly the amount that we needed. He can do it in an instant, but we need to take that moment and we need to hand it over to him. And I know that that's the hardest thing in the world because we see, hear that all the time. Like that is what you hear. Like hand it over to God, put your worries at the altar and walk away. And you know, I go up to the, I'm like, Lord, here's my problems. And then I collect them at the end of that. And I'm like, okay, well, here I go. I'm going to walk away. In fact, I will be completely vulnerable here. And I wasn't going to share this, but completely vulnerable. I was making a checklist um, the other day, and I hate checklists, you know that, I just absolutely hate checklists, but I have so much to do, and not like in a bad way, I just have a lot that I need to get done, and I'm really trying to help my husband take things off of his plate, and I was sitting there, and I was like, okay, wait a minute, I have to change insurances, I need to write down on this piece of paper, and this is no joke, this is what went through my mind, I need to, I need to write down, worry about insurance, and it wasn't like, oh, go do some investigation about insurance or talk to somebody about it. It was, my checklist was going to be worry about insurance. It is my first go-to 
all the time to be like, okay, I'm going to put this on a checklist because I need to remember to worry about this. Um, Jenny, no, no, no. <laughs> that is not how God wants me to live my life. <laughs> I, I, It was such a sobering moment for me that I was like, wow, that is really my first go-to is to worry, like, Put it on my checklist to worry about. Like, because I might forget somehow. Come on. <laughs> Check. I'm done with that. You know, and maybe I should have put it down. Maybe I should have put that and then scratched it out and said, okay, I've given that one to God. And yes, I have work to do with that, right? If I'm looking for a new insurance and I need a new insurance, then I need to do the research on insurances and figure that all that shenanigan out that I do not want to touch and would rather worry about it. <laughs> but if that just says to you, I don't know how many of you have been in that moment where you're like, it's easier to worry sometimes than it is to hand it over and say, God, I need you in this moment. It's easier to do the small steps than to hand it over sometimes and say, Lord, I need you here. Because when you ask God, it's a it's a faith thing. It's it's hard and it's scary because what if he doesn't answer? And even worse, what if he answers something that I don't want to hear? <laughs> but that's not the God that we serve. We have a God who loves us and cherishes us and cares about our every need. And we so often forget that and we try to take care of it ourselves. And that is not the goal of life. The goal of life is to live in his path. And his path is straight is what they say. I don't know if that's a biblical reference, but they, you know, he says that my yoke is easy. Take it upon, give it to me. I will take care of it for you. And it is scary to say, God, do you see this 21 years of chaos that I need you to come and do in an instant what I have not been able to do, what my worry has not been able to do. I need you to touch whatever circumstances I'm in right now. So this week, instead of writing it down on your list of worries, take that one worry or that big item and say, Lord, I need you. And every time that worry creeps into your heart or into your mind or on your notepad, <laughs> I challenge you to say, Lord, I need you to step in here. I need your miracle in this situation that I'm stressed about, that I'm worried about, that is outside of my control. Whatever's happening with your kids or your finances or your relationships your job. There's so many things that creep in and we worry and we stress about. And I'm just asking you this week to take one of those and give it to God as often as you can, just for a couple seconds and say, Lord, I need you here. I There's no physical hem for me to grab, but I'm going to say, Lord, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to do this, but I do know that I need you. And just cry out to him. Lord, I need you here. Guys, that's all I have for today. I really pray that this um, little bit of my life really helps you 
find the hem of Jesus and the miracles that you need in your life this week and that you've needed for the last 21 years. <laughs> well, you can find us at Real Life with Jenny on Instagram and on Facebook. We would love for you to come join our community there. Or you can find me at ChristConnection.cc slash Jen. All of my information is there. Um, my book is there. My podcasts are there. And also the way to set up services. So um, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. Have a blessed week. And I'm excited to hear about what miracles God can do in an instant in your life this week.